So this is the Whitetail Experience Podcast, and uh, I'll be honest, this is about the 1700th time I've tried to record this. I'm going old school. I'm going with what I know. I'm going to do this on the video camera since none of my podcasting gear wants to work. Screw it. Coming at you live from the beach, actually. The the far south regions. A little monkeying around here. Apologize, but we're just going to let her rip because I had to get the phone to get my notes. Today's podcast is going to be solid. Uh, just kind of a quick 15-minute digestible, very timely, time of year focused. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. If you're going to pick yourself up any custom gear before season, enter code WEXP at checkout. Also, we are roughly a week out from my film launch, Noctera Brewery. Also, I will be launching that bad boy on YouTube. One thing I am asking Harder and Bucks Nation is to share it because past two years I have tried to take like a Facebook ad out or an Instagram ad ad out and I can't share it. Uh, you got a dead deer. world can't see that these days. So I would appreciate a share, a thumbs up, comment, any of that stuff to help with the release of that film. Should be a great a great evening. Uh, free beer. Onyx sponsored it. That's pretty huge. So pretty cool. Moving to time of year. It is July folks. If you are not doing deer stuff you are going to I guess uh, push the panic button before opening day. Like probably, it, it, it's one of those months that I feel if you don't start getting the ball rolling in the right direction, you blink, and literally next week you're two thirds the way through July. It, it's crazy how fast it goes. If you've got a western trip or you open whitetail hunting um, in one of those September states, I mean, shoot, you got to be very very close. I think we're something like 70 days out, plus or minus. But I thought I'd talk some of my trail cam process, and in fact, I just wrapped up the other day batch number two of trail cams and found a shed, found a summer shed. So that is always a solid, uh, good buck. I thought that shed was was by far a multiple years old, uh, but still like a 12-point frame. And... Dave and Dustin both were talking at the cookout that that shed might be this year's, you know, because it's essentially been been out there for four or five months. So being as as, as broken up as it was, uh, maybe it's it could be a deer I'm potentially going to see next fall. Who knows? As far as my my progress, I still have one area left I'd really like to get some cams out in, and not a hundred percent sure when that's going to happen. So backing up my total process. It is literally take my priority list of either the biggest buck I know about or the area I think I'm going to spend the most time in. And that is the the trail cams I like to get out first. I like to pick, oh, let's call it three to four areas. And an area can be several, let's call it one to 2,000 acres. Or if I was hunting a cluster of small pieces closer together, it would be all of those. But... It, it would be, you know, I like to prioritize the number one, number two, and number three. I am prioritizing based on some trail cam information from last year. Like, okay, big buck here, shed buck here. The other area, I'm going to uh, call it, I got um, a Wrecked Ralph is the name of the deer. Um, but he's a stud, and so I got some cameras in that area. And I did start sprinkling in some trail cams in turkey season, which is a huge win. Um, it's kind of helping me now. But I like to be able to be gone for the day and have seven or eight cams out, you know, in a single day. I'm not afraid to hang cams in anymore, uh, 50 yards apart. 
because I see so much different information or I just have a high failure rate being elevated cams. A raccoon gets angry and tips that thing over. Uh, one gets stolen. It's like, dude, having a cam 50 yards apart, you can get totally different deer. Um, and, and I'm just, I see that a lot. So these areas, you know, if I walk into, let's just use round numbers, 1,500 acres of, of land or, or whatever, even if I move the truck, I like to be able to get out the truck and put multiple cams out. And that's because I'm there. I've already spent the drive time, the boot traffic time. Let's say I, I'm in elevation and, and I get to, let's say I got to climb a big mountain and hang a cam. Well, I might as well hang two cams within relatively close distance because by the time I spend 30 minutes walking in there, I can pull two cams and really have my bases covered, especially if one of those fails. Um, you're just kind of, you're going to have failures. That's just the, the rule of the game, especially once you start elevating them. Detection zones really get, you know, spicy. Um, I, I've literally walked up on beat down trails and had no good trees and you're like shit I gotta get creative maybe you gotta back up the best uh, trail cam location and put it on the the best tree that is 15 yards down the trail instead of maybe the perfect crossing area where you could get the best trail cam pictures if you were hanging that cam three four foot high I did stash one cam low I'm super scared about that but like I said so my process I like to have three or four main areas I like to run anywhere between four to ten cams in an area and I like to have let's call it if you have an arsenal of 10 cams or 20 cams I'd like to have 70 to 80 percent of those out uh, when seasons no uh, by September 1 because I like a few back at home base you know to maybe shift into an area of interest I want those cameras to get that hard horn information um, with us having the late September opener, you know, uh, Jake Bush, a big tip I picked up from him is he saves his number one area to pull closest to season. And, and I, he, I think I'm going to go with his thought is I want that information most and I want it to be the freshest versus let's say go in there September 7th to your number one area location and maybe give it a little bit of cool down time. Well, I kind of think he's right because you got that September shift going on, things are settling, the pecking order is settling, and if you had a trail cam picture of a stud buck September, for our opener, September 20th, and we opened, say, that I think the 24th this year, I'd rather start hunting the area of the 24th right then and there. Just because you've got factual data, big one was in there, I'm going to chase him. So I think that's worth mentioning, that that's when I that's kind of how I decide to pull my trail cams and some of these summer trail cams that I am putting out I will not get to uh, this season I had a batch of eight cams in an area last year I pulled two of them uh, by October 10th and then I kind of abandoned ship because I was honing in on another area and I, those cams were just working for me over the year now I'll say this in the summer I like to put my cams on a five minute delay one, I just don't want those windstorm false triggers. And I do put it on a three-shot burst. Now, if I check cams in September, which I will do, I will change that to a 30-second, one-minute delay, maybe even go to video mode at that point, just because you do get all the angles on video mode. Um, and, and I will probably run like a one-minute delay on video mode or uh, maybe a 30-second delay. Um, with like a 30 second video, 20 second video, something like that. Those cards fill up quick on, on video mode uh, or can with one bad windstorm. Um, so I thought that was worth mentioning. 
another note I have here is when I went to do this, um, I got July 4th, I got out, I think, eight cams, and then, yeah, or maybe I think it was the Friday of July 4th, I think I got out eight or nine cams in, a, in an afternoon, which was very solid. And something I noticed is my 1800 Kuyu bag was not big enough. Check the mic here. Yeah, that 1800 bag was not big enough. I I could have used uh, a, a slightly bigger bag just to make sure I got my Grail water bottle in there, um, my SD card reader. I just I honestly was out of space. And I think that's also because I have stick and picks currently on the end of a lot of my cameras or a mounting device. I still have some HMEs. Uh, that I run. I actually think I'm going to pick up some of the Genesis 3D printed guy. He's got a couple of screw, uh, screw in style trail cam mounts that uh, I want to test out because uh, I'm always looking for the best one and the best priced one. So yeah, I thought I should note that the bag was not big enough. I definitely need a slightly bigger bag, like a 2300 size bag. Uh, I gotta look at that a little bit. Maybe that Badlands, I think 2300 is a very popular bag with good external straps. My XOP Striker bag, which I love that bag to death, uh, isn't big enough either. And, I, and being that I'm a stack a bag full of eight or nine cams, I like to have that that some sort of frame or in, internal frame and that, that Striker Evolution bag doesn't, doesn't have that. Now if I was running like two or three cams like during season, yeah, I can use that bag for everything, including hunting. So I definitely need to look at that a touch more. And like I said, I'll start pulling those cams in September and basically collecting data to where I start my pursuit. And obviously you find a big one or a collection of big ones. That's, that's kind of where I hone in on. And I won't get to all of them, but if I could pull into a piece and check 50% of them, that'd be pretty good. Uh, that should let me know what's there. I would prioritize like some of the scrapes or some of the better trail systems to pull those, you know, if I was only going to pull four out of eight. The other big thing I, I need to be doing right now, and I, I did a decent job over fourth, was shooting the bow. And shooting the bow a lot. I actually did a YouTube video on uh, setting up your bow for bow hunting. And a lot of the guys were with me on the on Ditch the Single Pin. Uh, a few people were talking about they set it to like 25, 27, and they can hold three inches plus or minus. And, and cover themselves out to 30 because that's my biggest argument is you got to have at least two pins uh, because I can shoot zero to 20 very quickly and if I'd had a if I'd look up and have a bucket like 32 yards I can hold one inch high but that was that was well received actually that video did better than I thought so um, thought that was worth mentioning the one thing I still need to do with my current setup is shoot that bow at sub five yards which sounds stupid as can be but when I started shooting 3D, they would throw in like a three-yard target, a four-yard target. And I never realized this, but you actually got to use sometimes like your 40 or 50-yard pin. That that arrow, based on its trajectory, is not settled, essentially. I, I don't know if it's moving up or down. But it was like, you got to use your 40-yard pin at, at sub-five yards. And I could very much see a whitetail kill situation where you may have a deer at four yards from the base of your tree. Maybe you think he's about to catch your boots sent and you probably should send it. And knowing that, hey, I need to use my 40 yard pin here to try and shoot him and his vitals might make a difference uh, than, than hitting those vitals a touch high or one lunging a deer. So 
uh, I definitely need to shoot that thing at, at sub five yards and find what, what the settled pin is. And then obviously uh, take that thing and go elevated with it and shoot like a, a four yard under the tree type shot to, to know what's going on there. I think that's a, an area, you know, to, to do at least just one day in the summer. To wrap things up here, let's talk fitness. July, I generally do a lot more running, but probably around the August 5th, August 15th, I will need to shift over to a lot more rucking based training you know, uh, setting the incline max on a Stairmaster and having some sort of pack weight around 25, 30% or pounds, that that should be good for my whitetail stuff. And I'll do a, maybe a touch heavier stuff as far as a pack out, a little bit of prep, because those rucking type muscles are so different uh, than your just everyday stuff. Even your like obliques and core all get way more active, the, the glutes, the, the hammies, all that stuff is working a little different when you throw weight in a pack and go. And Dave and I do a lot of like, go to the sledding hill and go up and down, but you also go side hill because the, the ankle strength buildup is important, especially if you got the Western stuff. Then the other thing we do is the set the treadmill max incline, crank out 15 minutes, 20 minutes, stuff like that. That's always good. That's a little bit more of a hamstring burner. Um, on that route and then obviously the stairmaster can kind of uh you know be a, be another training device if you will that, that very much mimics the hill climb stuff and and that's really good for getting that like super steep elevation hey i gotta bust my ass for 30 seconds on a steep incline in the woods to get to the next shelf so i i do a combo of that i think probably the best overall is lace up the boots find you like a semi rougher trail and go up and down and tackle it at slightly different angles. Maybe there's a little bit of loose gravel or some high step overs that really get the hip flexors going. But that's that's something that's like the ultimate. But I got to drive 10, 15 minutes to do that when realistically I could go set my treadmill and, and get be done in 15, 20 minutes uh, if I was just working that stuff. Uh, I, I've even heard of guys mowing the yard with, with their pack on their back. Not a terrible idea if you got a push mower and you can kind of double dip your purpose there. But those were a couple things I wanted to mention. Oh, rotomotive cooler is another perfect step up. You know, if you've got like an Arctic or, or a Yeti style brand cooler that can handle the load, uh, I would recommend tossing like a, a 40 pounds in it so it doesn't like tip over on you. But put that in your driveway, put, you know, a sandbag or some dumbbells in it, and then put your pack on and just step ups. Uh, you, can, you can do plenty of those to, to get working a, a very similar workout. But yeah, I think that's that's all I got, guys. Like I said, look for the film on YouTube if you know you're not gonna make the film launch party. But I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Team Harder and Bucks, we're out.